When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing doing really good lately. Uh, I just started school again and, uh, you know, knocking out some exams, doing well with it. I'm pretty excited, man. Rolling out a 4.0 GPA to start it off. So go, far, brother. dude. Keep it up. So far. Let's keep it going with that, bro. Yes, sir. And we also got some stuff going on. We got the WWE WrestleMania backlash to go over. Well, look, we're live according to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn down your phone now. Yeah. I was not expecting your phone to make beepies at me. It made a beepy. Where's well, I've, I've made it a habit to turn it up because lately I've had it on silent. Yeah. And uh, been having school call me and stuff, so I want to make sure my phone's turned up and and I don't miss anything, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, for now, for the podcast, yeah, we're going to have it on. Silencio, por favor. All right, so the first, night, uh, first match of the night was a rematch, of course, from WrestleMania. When it was the return of Cody Rhodes to the WWE taking on Seth Rollins, or Seth freaking Rollins. Yes, I However, love, I love how they're it. throwing it out there now. Seth freaking Rollins. You know, if this was the Attitude Era, we could probably get away with calling him effing Rollins, but you know, yeah. it's just, we're so PG-13. But Elon Musk hasn't bought it yet. <laughs> well, then there's that. <laughs> You know, if you're willing to sell Vince, yeah. Elon might be willing to buy it and take it back to the Attitude Area. For us fans, we would prefer it. Yes. Anyway, so we all had a good match to kick off the night. <clears throat> and uh, this time, at least Seth Rollins was a little more prepared, as that was his main excuse for yeah. not winning at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Was not being prepared for Cody Rhodes. Uh, it was quite a back-and-forth match. The uh, <clears throat> Rollins even channeled his inner Dusty Rhodes, uh, which too much of the chagrin of Cody Rhodes was not um, <laughs> well received, especially by the fans. The fans really didn't care for it. No, I didn't care for it either. <laughs> um, so just like the WrestleMania match, they would pick up a pick up a pace and got the crowd hyped for every big moment. They paced themselves well so they could sell when they needed to without feeling like momentum was dying in the match. 
Uh, Rollins, though, would manage to f- get his foot on the rope to avoid a pinfall after taking a crossroads. That crossroads, though, was an overselling of the pin by Cody, which ended up being the rope break. Yeah, yeah, it was a little oversold there, but it was still it was mm-hmm. still pretty cool. Yeah, the, vin- the visionary, though, would fail to win on a pedigree, leading Rhodes to get, excuse me, the pin by rolling up a handful of tights after he was rolled up initially with a handful of tights by Seth freaking Rollins. So, of course, I'm sure Seth Rollins will be complaining more and more again. Oh, yeah. Leading up to probably Hell in a Cell again, saying Cody cheated to win this time, and therefore Cody's going to be like, uh, yeah, but you tried to cheat first. I just cheated without... <laughs> Without being caught, or in this game, he wasn't really caught. Hey it man, was... an eye for an eye. If you're gonna mm-hmm. roll me up and try and pull my tights, I'd do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it's all good, man. I mean, you know, Seth Rollins is gonna be Seth Rollins about it. And yes, we have Hell in a Cell coming, yep. and uh, you know they'll probably duke it out and settle it there. So. I would hope so, um, especially since I already saw that uh, Cody had a United States title match won by disqualification because he was attacked by Rollins. So. Whoa. Yeah. I'm getting so I'm just <sighs> Rollins is not where he needs to be and I kind of don't like it and I also just haven't really cared for his old he's, he's still kind of in between being the um, savior Monday night savior Friday night savior hey, and so we're just a little bit this way so I ain't got like there we go. That's that's a little bit better. That way, I gotta go. You can see better. Go over here like this, so y'all can see me. All right. So everybody knows on the audio, we are are streaming on Twitch. If you ever get on Twitch, you can find us on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, absolutely. All right. So Bleacher Report did give a grade of A for that Rhodes and uh, yeah, Rollins match. I, I think it was a very good match. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was. It had its moments where it was very entertaining, and uh, dare I say, the very first match of the night might have been one of the best matches on the card. One of the best, not the best, but one of the best matches on the card. Yeah, I can give you that. I can give you a top three match. Yeah. Um, The uh, two that ended the night would be my top two, because the tag match was surprisingly better than I thought. surprisingly good, yeah. And, of course, I still think the true main event... Yeah. Was the match Anyways, prior to that. Let's, we'll let, get to that? let's get to the other ones before we get to those. And then, of course, after you start off with a nice high, WWE brings you crashing back down to earth quickly. Yes. Um, with, of course, um, Bobby Lashley versus Amos. Of course, this has been um, a feud in the making since MVP dropped uh, Lashley as his um, advocate or whatever you want to call it, his, his manager, manager whatever, whatever is going on, whatever, yeah, however you're calling this one, <laughs> um, almost, we'll call him a valet cause he's a, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I actually enjoyed the MVP hurt business angle that they were doing. I know Me you, too. you, you kind of still weren't really I, that I great wasn't over totally it, but... convinced of it, but I mean, it's better than what they're doing now. Yeah. So I mean I understand that almost still kind of needs somebody to carry him on the mic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, after leaving AJ, which I understand was bound to happen, of course. Yeah. But now you have a manager, someone who's not taking the glory away from him in that aspect. He's actually praising him, not using him. Yeah. Really. But um, the whole thing with MVP and La- I mean, yeah, MVP Lashley and almost the. Weird triangle of love thing going on here. <laughs> Just has been, it's been stale. I don't like it. Uh, I I kind of get you're supposed to show almost as powerful, but honestly, we know Bobby Lashley is a former military man. Yeah, I, he would not be getting manhandled by no matter what size you are. It doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't like it doesn't fit. Like Bobby Lashley is. A collegiate athlete. Collegiate athlete. Okay. Former military he is man. Former military man. He is, and he's beefed out, dude. Mm-hmm. He's big, dude. Yes. And I don't care that almost is bigger only by genetics. Mm-hmm. That is exactly it. Genetics makes him bigger. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's a better athlete. 
Absolutely not. And the, what also bothered me, too, was the fact that I get it. I don't get that you went this route and had almost lose at WrestleMania then. Yeah. And then now you're having to make up for it at Backlash. That doesn't make sense. You should have put him over at Mania, maybe had Lashley tie it at Backlash, and then go into Hell in the Cell split. And, and another thing, what's with this Nigerian giant? Like, can we can we stop calling the big man or the the big, you know, whatever? Can we stop calling him a giant? Right. Like, for real? That's, Just because they're over seven feet tall doesn't make him a giant automatically. It's old, and I honestly, it's disrespectful to Andre the Giant. Really? Yeah. It's disrespectful to the big show who was also the giant in WCW. Right. I mean, just just get over it. It's done. And exactly. the Nigerian giant is right. not cool. Yeah, having him be called the Nigerian giant. Is just, I mean, and what's up with all... I'm not trying to be politically incorrect with this, but why is all the black guys who are now considered foreign from Nigeria? I don't know, but I... <laughs> I think he actually might be just like... I'm just saying, though. It just, just seems just weird. Just like Apollo is from... Nigeria. Nigeria. And Almost maybe from Nigeria. I'm just saying, though. It just seems... It just, it just seems weird, right? It just seems weird because, you know, it's like... Eh, I, I, get, I get being... It's kind of like when they, they, they did the whole bit with, with Kofi Kingston and said he was from uh, Jamaica. Even though he, like, had, he was not. He's it's like, gone. no, dude. I mean, at least you're be if you're being accurate, okay. But can we just start off? Why do we have to add it later? Can we just make that part of his persona from, from the get go? From the get go, yeah. Instead of backtracking to it, you know, I have no problem if you're like this guy is from Nigeria. But I kind of like what it did for Apollo Crews. <clears throat> it did give him a little bit more of a an edge, a meaner edge to him, mm-hmm. which which was cool. But almost, it's like. Okay, I get it. You kind of already had somewhat of an accent, but now all of a sudden you're the Nigerian giant when that wasn't what you guys were going with from the get-go, like you said. So yeah. why are we doing this? Right. If you would have just stuck with it. I mean, we we didn't backtrack with uh, the great Kali. Yeah. He was held from the, the Punjabi. The Punjabi giant because yeah. he is from, you know, that area. Yeah. You know, we didn't hide that fact, you know. It's it's just kind of weird, you know. I mean, you know, they've done it with gender. Gender's been, you know, what is, I think he's Saudi. Isn't he Saudi? Yeah. So, you know, and that's his character. He's always been a Saudi guy. I mean, he Wait, did a no. little bit. Is he Saudi? I, I thought, thought he was Saudi. Was, I thought he was uh, Indian. I thought he was Saudi. I might, uh, I might be wrong. I'm uh, just saying, though. He, middle, he's a middle, he plays to the Middle Eastern character. He yeah. doesn't, he did have the M, the 3MB kind of thing where he wasn't really. <laughs> yeah. He wore the. His, <laughs> wow. I can't believe you brought 3MB three up, three <laughs> the, up, dude. I mean, that, I'm just saying. like, that's a part of WWE everybody wishes they for, could forget because, right. you know, Drew McIntyre, where he's at now. Compared to that. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, wow. Right. Well, I'm just saying, I was just saying, though, because he, the only thing that he kept traditional was the uh the hip job yeah you know his head his headwear yeah that was the only thing other than that he almost spoke perfectly clear english he kind of acted like he was maybe from brooklyn or something yeah so it's just so that's where it's just like other than that gender's basically been that character oh yeah yeah it's like i don't get it either it's like quit changing up the the way they talk quit changing and if they're they're certain you know what i hate too what i don't like most of all about wwe and i will throw this out there is that even some guys that have a good name Mm -hmm. that you could use their original name they make them change their names true it's hard to find anybody with it Edge, Adam Copeland. I mean, Adam that's Copeland. that's a good name. I mean, there's other ones out there too. Yeah, I mean, we all can't be John Cena, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> he got lucky. Yeah. Of course, remember he was technically Terminator at the beginning <laughs> of his career. Yeah, um, when he was ruthless aggression. Right. 
Or no, the prototype. He was the prototype. He was the prototype. That's right. There was rumored that they were going to make him Terminator, but I think they were afraid they were going to get sued by, um, I think, was it Universal that owns the rights yeah. to Terminator? At the time, they might not own the rights anymore now, but it might be someone else. But I'm just saying, at the time, I think Universal had the rights to Terminate, the name Terminator. Oh, yeah. And they were afraid, so they, they went with the prototype. And then that failed miserably, and they just called him Cena. So <laughs> John Cena. Yeah, I think he was John Cena when they first brought him to the main roster. And Ohio, Ohio <clears throat> Valley Wrestling is when they did the prototype thing. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, anyways, that match, though, was lackluster, to say the least. Yeah. Um, Bobby was basically manhandled throughout the whole match. Um, he did lock in a hurt lock on almost, which was I, impressive. I was surprised by that. But it, um, you know, as soon as he stood up, it kind of went. Yeah, as soon as he stood up, slammed him. It was basically yeah. over after that, and uh, that's the way it ended up being. Well, I mean, with with MVP getting involved too, is of course, what really caused the whole thing. Lost there, but the yeah. uh, um, Bleacher Report gave it a C plus. I'm just, that's generous. That's generous, and, and you know I what? wouldn't have given it a passing grade at all. <laughs> that was <laughs> not a, that was not a passable match. Um. I get that you're trying to make almost the big the big man. You're trying to make him the the next Braun Strowman mm-hmm. or whatever. And we all know why he's there. We all know why Braun Strowman didn't get re-signed because <clears throat> they already made it clear that Omos was going to be their guy. Yeah. But to be truthful and to be completely honest, mm-hmm. he wasn't ready. He's still not ready. I don't think that he should have been on the WrestleMania, you know, uh, type match card. He shouldn't have been on this backlash match card. But uh, it is what it is, and they're gonna roll with it. So we, well, as a singles competitor, so yeah. So we as as fans have to suffer yeah. through yet another failure because it's obviously it's yeah. almost it's almost inevitable, right? So. And even if they do push him where he gets a, a good title run somewhere, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think he's going to be ready anytime soon for that. Right. So. Absolutely. All right. So next up after that match, we had our third straight WrestleMania rematch as we had Adam Copeland, or Edge, as yeah. you all know him as, taking on AJ Styles. Yes. This was a better match than I thought it was going to be, um, considering they did ban Damian um, Priest from ringside for the most part. Um, AJ came a little bit more prepared, it seemed like, um, which was nice. Yeah. Because I was a little worried that... Um, oh, yeah, he came out like a pit bull, dude. He was ready to go. Yeah. And, and part of that is, you know, when you talk about a man's family... True. Which they did. Yep. He came out and he, he brought it to him, even with... with one arm. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Right. Like, it is what it is. You got to throw it in the storyline, whatever. But uh, he, he did really well. And I kind of like the way he did the uh, Styles Clash off of the ropes like he did. Because right. I was like, if his arm screwed up, how's he going to get him up? And then, there you go. Right. Um, and then, of course, he wasn't able to really go after um, Edge with a phenomenal forearm because he couldn't launch himself because of that bad arm yeah that he had so therefore he had to move on to trying other ways to win and uh it almost came to fruition until damien made himself present um not quite technically at ringside he was still on the ramp sort of um and until um <clears throat> causing of course a distraction until of course uh what was it um, the Dame, ultimate distraction the uh no finn balor showed up yeah to um, take care of that distraction mm-hmm. for the most part until uh, an interference came from not who we thought, but we were right. It was going to be a new member of Judgment Day appearing. Yeah. Just not who we thought it was going to be. Um, was able to then grab AJ and cost him his shot at taking down Edge from the top rope. Um, Edge was then, of course, took care of the rest, of, took care of it the rest of the way. And then uh, it would be revealed to be Rhea Ripley. Yeah, this was very <clears throat> surprising to me. Um, I had no idea that she was even anywhere involved in this situation. So the fact that they brought her in is is pretty cool. 
I think it's good for her and Damien <clears throat> Priest. Um, it gives them a little bit of a push as far as being young competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe we'll see her down the line go after the title again, and him too, as far as like maybe the U.S. title. All right, I got tired of her meddling in the tag team division of the women. She's not a tag she's team. not a tag team specialist at no, all. She's, she's She's really a badass and needs to be on her own. Yeah, she needs... Well, I mean, this will help launch her back that way, but yeah. at least get her towards where she's not trying to... Oh, I'm defending a tactile or going after tactile. That's not what you do, sweetie. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> You're way better than that. Yeah. Um, I was... I, I'm just going to make a quick little side note here. Um, Warner Brothers, if you ever decide to go with that alternate universe of Batman where Bruce dies as a child... And Thomas becomes Batman, and Martha becomes the Joker. Please have Rhea Ripley be Martha because she got that smile that really looked like a Joker that on Sunday night. Oh boy, I was yeah, like, she, she's got that grin down. Like I'm like, that could be your uh, Martha uh, Martha Wayne Joker right there. <laughs> I mean, you know, she'll have to wear a wig first to do the... But, I mean, it'd be, like, basically kind of like Jared Leto's Joker kind of mixed into what um, the comic book of Martha as because she's got the short hair stuff going on. But if you want to wear the wig for a little bit, kind of introduce her as Martha, and then all of a sudden just, boom, go into the, like, the kind of Jared Leto kind of looking Joker... Um, she, she's, that's what I love about She's her. got the look. That's what, what I love about, What I love about wrestling, bro, is there's so many superstars that even after mm-hmm. they're done with their careers with WWE, mm-hmm. they have other avenues they can they can run to because right. they just have that, that it factor about them. And I think that Rhea Ripley definitely does. Yeah. She just hasn't been been able to get that push like she should. And I think it's... Taking a backseat to other superstars. Yeah. And uh, I do kind of like the fact that Bianca Belair is getting a push. It's cool. But I think it's time for, for a new new face. Yeah. So. And Bleacher Report would give the match an A-. minus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. that was, it was pretty shocking to see her. In fact... You know, usually we see stuff where where it leaks out, and we finally, you know, we could see it beforehand. But if there was a leak on this, I didn't see it. I didn't see it for Rhea. So, not for Rhea. Yeah, um, I'm still seeing leaks for who we think it's going to be. Yeah, still possibly joining. Yeah, but I did not see that that one coming from. That one came out of nowhere, honestly, yeah. to me. We might have missed it. I'm not totally sure, but if we did. Sorry, but as far as we know, we didn't, so we'll just go with that With that then. All right, so next up we have another, <clears throat> well, they I don't think they put this one in order. I think this was after this match, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss and then that match, if I remember correctly. So we're going to go with that one first because I'm going to save this one for after this because this was just okay but not great. Hang on, gotta get rid of something real quick. There we go. Illinois calling me. Call me from Illinois. Stupid people. Spammers, spammers. That's what it said too. Spammers. Possible spam. Oh yeah. no, duh. It's not from Illinois. I, ain't, I don't know no one there. All right, so <clears throat> no, I guess this was in order, but I'm I'm rather do this one first anyways, because no one cares about this match that much. Still better than the almost um, yeah. Lashley match, but still. So we had Happy Corbin taking on Madcap Moss as their friendship has dissolved. Um, I think a little bit due to jealousy with uh, Corbin losing out on the opportunity to become a Andre the Giant tournament winner or Rumble winner um, and Madcap Moss winning it and kind of, I don't know, maybe he just felt like Madcap um, was rubbing it in his face, I guess, a little bit, his success. I think Happy Corbin is a... Mm. Well, yeah, I've never cared for Corbin. I've um, never cared for Corbin, period, because he, he gets all these wolf. opportunities, and he's never, he's he's never gotten to that. You know. He's never going to get to that. I mean, when you had seen a purposely screw him out of his t- 
money in the bank cash in. Yeah. <laughs> that just told me right there that you never want him to be WWE champion and that you made you realized your mistake. You know what that's the, you know what sucks about that? Hmm. Is they did it to him and then they turned around and did it to uh to Otis. Yeah. It's just like Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Otis is doing well where he's at now. I mean, doing the Alpha Academy is pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, so this match um, was an attempt to get some retribution for Madcap Moss against uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, they locked and struggled in, in for control until Corbin would kick his former friend in, in the leg and start bouncing his head off a turn turnbuckle. Moss quickly recovered and show off some agility with a couple high like uh, high leap frogs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the former Golden Gloves champion, though, would regain control and slow the pace as best he could as methodical as possible with his offense. He would even use a couple of moves, he, moves he's not known for, such as a senton. Uh, looking uh, like every other rematch from Mania, though, we saw on Sunday, this bout was about to exceed the previous performance in almost every way. I don't know about that, but you can say that if you want to, Bleacher Report. It was more competitive and included more exciting offense, and both men showed off stuff we don't usually see from them. The ending was kind of sudden as Moss hit a sunset flip out of nowhere to get the clean win. He celebrated in the aisle while Corbin looked sad as he was this <laughs> is when he was broke. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That was the <clears throat> only good part is it, it it's done. <clears throat> I like Madcap Moss. I think that he's he's very athletic. I mean, doing them leapfrogs like he did, dude, you're jumping over a big guy. Yeah. So I mean, and for him to be doing stuff off the top rope like he was doing, that's that's pretty freaking cool for being as big as he is. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know he's, what, 230, 240 pounds? Mm-hmm. Dude's beefed out, dude. Yeah. So, I mean. Very well built, very athletic, very skilled. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, WWE does with him moving forward. Yeah, I hope they kind of drop this, this funny guy gimmick because I think he really could be a badass. Possibly could, yeah. So I really hope they drop it because I understand wanting fans to like him, but you know the reason why we like Batista? It wasn't because he was funny and stuff. It was because he's a big dude and he could beat people up, right? It was still occasionally funny. Occasionally, but I'm just saying, like, in his his first part of his career, when he first came out Mm -hmm. with Evolution, you didn't get nothing from Batista other than a big badass who go in there and just beat people up. Right. I mean, to me, that's cool. And then bring out the the personality later. You have to go out there and prove yourself before you can go out there and act like a fool. True. To be honest. But sometimes so. you get to be the fool and that's all you can be. <laughs> right? So. Happy Corbin. <sighs> yeah, well, let me try to that. Ooh, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, well... Let's try to make him the badass and see how well that went. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so we'll get back to uh, what I think should have been the main event. Yes. Of the night. Uh, my favorite match because it brought out a lot in both competitors. Uh, it was the rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. And boy... If you are offended by the B word, do not watch this match if you haven't already, or do not rewatch it, or at least put it on mute because yeah, I heard the <laughs> F word was thrown around in there at some point too. There was, but I'm just saying, if you're just not a fan of the B word, don't watch it again. Yeah, or don't watch it. Period. Or watch it with mute with it on mute because they call each other <laughs> quite a few times. Yes. Oh, anyways, so the only title contest on the card saw Charlotte Flair put the Women's SmackDown Championship on the line against Ronda Rousey in that I Quit match. Ronda Rousey ducked a big boot and started unloading on the Queen as soon as the match started. Yeah, the Queen went for the big boot right out the gate. Mm -hmm. Even though both women are known for submissions, they were trying to make each other quit in different ways too. The match quickly spilled out of the ring as they took advantage of the lack of rules with this stipulation. They would use kendo sticks. Flair even threw a camera at Rousey, and they fought up into the crowd. Rousey had, Rousey had her uh, rival hanging upside down from the top, top turnbuckle and put her in an armbar. I really thought that was going to be the matching end point right there. Um, I'm kind of glad it went a little longer, but that really looked like that was the end point. Because it was yeah. like, 
There's nothing worse. How can you get any worse? It got worse, but I'm just it saying. definitely did. I'm just saying. At that point, it just didn't seem like how you're going to top that. Um, and the queen though would scream in pain until both crashed to the floor to break the hold. Uh, you know, Flair like basically got lucky, and her legs flipped back up over the ropes for her to flip out of the out of that hold. Otherwise, she might have had to say quit after that point. Yeah. Uh, after locking in an armbar with a steel chair for assistance, Rousey forced Charlotte to say I quit and won the match to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. This was a competitive, hard-fought battle that far exceeded the buildup. Both women brought everything they had and left it all in the ring. Far exceeded the buildup. I think the buildup on that match was pretty damn good, to be honest. Um, and... I don't know, man. It was pretty crazy, and from the south of it, it sounds like Ronda Rousey actually broke her arm. So she she set out what she did, what she set out to do, and uh, I I really enjoyed this match, uh, especially finally someone getting one on Charlotte Flair at a pay per view. Mm-hmm. It, it's finally nice to see that. So yeah, um, I you asked me about that being the first time. I think if I remember correctly. Sasha was the actual first one at a pay-per-view to upset her. But um, it's been a while, right? Oh, it's so, been yeah. a while since that. I mean, we basically have said it's a pay-per-view championship on the line. Good luck beating Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Because that's basically how it is. Um, we really hadn't seen her lose a title match in a pay-per-view since the triple threat match that Becky won at WrestleMania a couple years ago when they went main evented it. Shit, that's right. So, I Dang. mean, when the title is on the line, Charlotte Flair at a pay-per-view... It's very rare Charlotte's going to lose. Very rare. So to get that is pretty freaking impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, I don't know how much the broken arm contributed to the match being what it was supposed to go. But it, it's, it is what it is now. So, uh, And, of course, Fox is just happy to have Rousey on Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah, and they got what they wanted. So. I'd rather have her challenging Becky on Monday Night Raw because it would yeah, make more sense. Yeah, but now Becky's not even champion, so... I'm just saying, though, it would have made more sense. It would have. I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. I was just going with that, you know. But I loved how WWE did admit, though, that Becky... I'm not, not Becky, but uh, Ronda is the first UFC women's champion, first Raw women's champion, and first SmackDown women's champion ever. So she's got a trifecta going there. Yes. Now she just needs the SmackDown Women's titles, and she, she's got all four, baby. You don't to worry about nothing. Right. And then if she ever feels like it, leave and go over to AEW and win their two women's titles, and boom. Call it good. <laughs> Call it good. Plus a gold. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she won gold, but she is a medalist for the U.S. judo team mm-hmm. in the Olympics. All right, so we'll get to the main event now. We had... <clears throat> Definitely not a uh, WrestleMania rematch as all these teams were not really involved with each other at WrestleMania. Yeah. But still, a hell of a match. It, surprisingly. It's crazy, dude. I was <clears throat> surprised about this match. Yeah, so we had the Bloodline taking on RK Bro and Drew McIntyre for the main event. Final match of the night was a big six man tag team match. And with Roman Reigns and the Usos taking on Riddle, Orton, and Drew McIntyre. This, remember, was supposed to be a unification tag title match. Didn't end that way, though. Surprise, surprise, how that ended up happening, WWE. Mm-hmm. When you realize, eh, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> after th- after more thought about it, look, should we unify the tag titles and have the Bloodline lo- own every major title i think they're gonna do it <clears throat> at some point down the road but they're not gonna do it there you think maybe at our pay-per-view yes i think they'll do it at SummerSlam. it'll be interesting anyways uh so the viper and jimmy uso would start for their teams the crowd was hot and chanting before even the mat uh they made contact uso backed orton into a corner and hit a few punches before the legend killer poked him in the eye and brought riddle in for a double team when McIntyre tagged in, he threw Jimmy to the corner and told him to tag in Reigns. Heyman advised against it, but the Tribal Chief decided to listen to the crowd and got into the ring. Then he tagged Jay and, and told the crowd that he was the sh- he was the shot caller and would do things his way. Uh-huh, sure, Heyman guy. Looks like you listened to Heyman instead of B 
being a competitor in that point. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, you're like, yeah, Roman's going to fight. We're ready to go. And I'm like, what are you going to do if he tags out right here? <laughs> oh, he tagged out. And I'm like, and you're like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was talking mad shit. Like, yes, Roman's going to get it. He's going to kick some ass. And... Yeah. yeah. What happened there? <laughs> no, I want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> He decided not to get involved until Riddle, of course, was down in the Bloodlines corner. Reigns and McIntyre finally ended up being the legal men at the same time. After a little trash talking, they would start throwing hands. The Viper came in off a hot tag and began to run through everyone. And when what do you mean everyone? I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have hit a shot on one of his own teammates at that point. He was so hot at that second. Damn. Yep. Because, you know, the Viper strikes any time, anywhere, on anybody. He on don't anybody, care. anybody. He don't care. It's funny sometimes, but sometimes a little scary. <laughs> Anyways. That's why I'm so surprised him and Riddle have actually launched and done as well as they have. Because Randy Orton is not a team player at all. He would catch Reigns with an RKO out of nowhere before dropping Jimmy with another. By the way, that RKO out of nowhere came off a Superman punch attempt. By Roman, which made that even more brilliant. Yeah. You go up and you come down hard when the RKO strikes. Woo! It was fun. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, and then he would drop Jimmy with another. Jay barely managed to break up the pin. The, so close. So close. Like, that freaking close. That close, man. Let's see. As the match progressed, the ref began to lose control. That's an understatement. That's why I've always been a proponent of having a second referee for tag matches, especially when you get more than four competitors. In, At in least it. one on the outside, so you've got one kind of overseeing everything because it's just there's too much chaos sometimes. Yeah. Especially in AEW, but we're not on that right now. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the <laughs> If you have more than four competitors in a tag match at any time, stop doing that with one referee. Yeah. No matter what promotion you have. Indies. Two referees. At least. Anyways. Well, sometimes the indies don't really have that option. True. But that's besides <laughs> the point. As a match progressed... Special guest referee. <laughs> everybody was fighting in and around the ring at the same time, which is why the ref is going, I don't know what to do. Reigns put McIntyre through the announce table with an Irinagi, while Riddle took out Jay with an RKO from the top rope, which was a beautifully done maneuver, and yes. you ruined it mm-hmm. with the Tribal Chief, yep. who would cut him in half with a spear to score the vein. This was another example of an entertaining match that was far better than the story behind it, obviously. Everybody looked in great in this one, even without any titles on the line. This still felt like a bout that was worth it, worthy of the closing event. Eh, not quite. Yeah, no. A little short on that. But it was still better than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes, and and I will agree with the fact that the build-up for this match was just kind of like a week before. Like, here you go. Here's mm-hmm. what me and, me and Roman want to do. And, right. And it's like, what? What? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, um, whatever. What are they doing with the uh, unification thing? Because they were going to roll with it. And then... A week later, just, we're done. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, whatever. I don't really care. I know you don't, because you want to see everybody get a title. No, I want to see separation like it's supposed to be. Uh, Well, I grew up in an era where there was titles, and there was only, you know, one title for each, you know. Then make it one title. Don't have four titles. Four- Two tag champions. I don't tag get champions why, holding two yeah, titles. I, I don't get why Roman holding two when, belts. Yeah, I don't get why they're doing that with Roman. I thought they were actually going to come out with a new belt, which I thought was cool. But I was like, oh, he's just going to carry around both belts now. Okay, because he couldn't let the man be Becky two belts. He uh, had to be the new man that carried two belts. Is that what it is? I bet you this was exactly <laughs> what it was. I call that right there. <laughs> Wait a minute, you let the Never mind. Stir the pot, brother. Stir the pot. Well, I'm not saying Roman's misogynist, but I'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't be surprising. Where's well, my legacy? Two tag, two title reign. Well, you know. Yeah. 
people love Becky and they love to hate Becky at the same time, where they kind of just all love to hate you right now. They don't really love you that much, so they love you better as a bad guy than they ever did at any point in your career. So, which is I've stupid. I always liked Roman, and I think no matter what they did with him, he was the best out of the Shield. He was the best. Oh yeah. I mean, maybe not on the mic. For his first little part of his career, he wasn't that great on now. Oh, yeah. Now the dude is just like... Yeah, which is why I never understood the pairing with Paul Heyman, because it's not like he was still struggling on the Yeah, it's not like he needed him, you know. It's not like... Early on, It's not like he was Brock Lesnar. When Brock Lesnar speaks, he he sounds like a little He-Man. Like he's got helium or something. Like, his nuts are stuck in his stomach or something. I don't know. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar doesn't sound the way he looks at all. No. Well, you know, I've always It's hard said, to take him serious. I said that. I say that about Akeem Tlaib, too. And Akeem Tlaib is one of the most badass corners that ever played in the NFL. There you go. <laughs> you hear Akeem Tlaib speaking, you're like, did, did that just come out of... Did, I'm like, I'm sorry, did you, like... Did you... Like, swallow the voice of a white guy? Because <laughs> you don't sound like you... <laughs> Never mind. We won't go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just weird. Um, but I'm just saying, early on, yeah, Range could have used, you know, someone like Heyman or Heyman. Yeah. Early on when, uh, after S.H.I.E.L.D. split because it would have made sense. Yeah. Um, at that point. Uh, because he wasn't, like you said, that strong on the mic. But when they officially joined together, it was like, what's the point now? Because Roman's really good on the mic. And Roman didn't need him. Like, I, I never understood the whole Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. Uh, I understood it for storyline against Brock Lesnar, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now it's done. Get rid of Paul Heyman. You don't, you don't need him. I mean, he's a good good writer. He's He's done a lot for the business. I'll give him that, but I, he's not needed. I kinda, he's not needed. I kind of, I kind of have an idea where he might end up if uh, they end up dropping him from Reigns anytime soon. Where's that? There's a uh, Vince McMahon guy on Raw who I don't care what you say sucks. Oh man! Yes. Period. They, they're trying to make him out to be the next, the next. You know what? You know what? They've already done this before. We've seen this fail before. We've seen it fail before. You know who it was? Drew McIntyre. The chosen one. Yep. So, Vince's right-hand protege. Uh, it's Took not good, on. man. It's not good. And I don't like any kind of retard that gets up there and decides they're going to take selfies while they're in the ring. It's dumb. I get trying to connect with the younger generation or whatever, but this is wrestling. Yeah. Anyway, so um, little tidbits though, if you may have missed, Sonia Deville is officially back as a WWE competitor, no longer part of the WWE Authority or whatever. She doesn't need to be because she doesn't. She's she was overthrowing her her bounds. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I understood why they did this. Um, if you haven't heard about um, what happened with her in her personal life, I suggest strongly suggest you can take a look into it. Um, it led to her having a bit of a mental crisis because of it, which is very understandable. That's just creepy as hell, um, and which is why I kind of saw why she took the time off she did, um, why they brought her back in a authority uh, um, thing. I think she still was not dealing with it properly, mentally-wise, and also probably phys- wasn't physically ready either to be back in the ring and now that they probably got her to the point where she is um she's now competing which is better for her because she was pretty good um she was getting close to being close to being almost you know in the title hunt enough where you're like okay yes i I can buy that and then to have that happen to her kind of just Threw a bill wrench in her career, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that sucks about uh, mental health, things like that, is it, it can really throw people off. Yeah. And uh, for those that don't understand it, they, you got a lot of people out there that just 
just want to, you know, oh, shake it off. You'll be all right. It ain't like that, man. When you're going through depression or you're going through some sort of trauma, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to just to just walk away from that and be like, okay, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. You can you can do all you want. You can try and do all the uh, I am affirmations. You can, mm-hmm. you know, eat right. You can do all that. But sometimes it creeps in. Yeah. And really, the only way I've learned to to try and get over my area of depression, things like that, mm-hmm. is praying about it, man. You gotta pray. You gotta really try and 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 put God before everything else because right. It's them demons will always try and find you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I mean, but that that that's all I got to say about that. Right, but I mean, <laughs> and if you're not religious, yeah. Find whatever it takes to meditate, center yourself, find your chi, find your nirvana, whatever that can help you overcome because, I mean... Meditation, dude. Meditation, anything. Because it's special, but I'm going to say this. um, Fans, we got to also realize there is a line and you should not cross that. And I hope to God we never know anybody personally that ever will cross that line with a celebrity. Because that is just scary to... Because now she can't... I, I don't know if yeah. she'll ever be able to trust anybody yeah. that she comes across stranger. A stranger yeah, anyways. When, you, when you've been like... That's... So... That's being stalked is a little... Uh, well, it's not just stalked. It's the attempted kidnapping. Yeah, that's just... It wasn't just stalking. You know, stalking is... It's not great. I'm yeah. not going to condone stalking. Yeah. But even stalkers do have a limit yeah. to what they'll do. This is some crazy stuff, yeah. brother. So. I'm just saying. This is, I'm not condoning stalking, but yeah, and they know there's a certain line they won't cross either. But I'm just saying. This is that going that extreme is just crazy. Um, so I'm glad though Sonya is going to be back to wrestling. Um, oh yeah, definitely. She's better that way to me, anyways, than trying to be an authoritative figure. Um, especially after it got really weird between her and um, Naomi. Naomi, that was yeah. just weird. It's just like, what are you? What are we doing here? Is she? I don't get it. Are you, are you crushing on Naomi? <laughs> Is that what's going on here? I mean, are we gonna try to take this back a little bit to the attitude era, maybe? A little bit? <laughs> just saying. Wouldn't mind saying it. That's just how I am. Anyways, um, <laughs> before we gotta start unraveling a little bit. All right, guys, so we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have football talk for you. We are going to go more in-depth of the offseason for each team. We're going to start with the AFC East. We're going to snake around a little bit as we'll go from AFC East, North, South, West. And then we'll go from the NFC West, South, North, East. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be fun. because It's going to be fun. It's going to be different. Yeah, um, basically the offseason for the NFL and most of football is a dead point now. Um, if anything cool happens with USFL, we'll talk about it. If anything new happens with XFL, um, as they get ready to kick off again next year, um, we'll talk about it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, we'll probably get, um, oh, Thursday will be, what's today? It's Wednesday. So Thursday we'll also um, talk about, tomorrow we'll talk about a little bit of the games that have already leaked for the schedule. And then, of course, the following week um, when we do football talk again, We'll uh, highlight some of the other games that might be of intrigue. And we promise it won't be just Steelers and Rams games. No. <laughs> we will talk about other things. We try and talk about other things and not be as biased as, as we can be sometimes. I'm just saying, though, it's pretty cool that the Rams are playing on Christmas against the Broncos. So I'm looking forward to Aaron Donald getting to chase uh, Russell Wilson around one more time. Yes. Because I don't know, I don't know what it is. Even when Seattle had a decent offensive line, it didn't seem to matter to Aaron Donald when it came to playing Seattle. He's like, I see little Russell Wilson. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> Where's that little five foot ten quarterback? I'm gonna get me some of that. <laughs> Russell's like, ninety oh! <laughs> nine. No, good thing he's got legs, man. I, I've not, seen Aaron. I've so seen Aaron Donald him, eat him yeah. when he tries to run. I don't care what he does. Aaron Donald's like, nope. All of a sudden, three just disappears on through a ninety-nine. I'm like, whoa. Glad I don't wear that number <laughs> or play for Seattle right now. Ugh. 
anyway, so that's besides the point. Um, so we will talk about that, of course, and then, like I said, uh, we'll touch on the international games tomorrow. Um, the two game, the two additional highlight games that have leaked so far. If another one leaks before tomorrow night, that's of interest or intrigue. We'll talk about it as well. And of course, we'll recap the off season for the AFC East teams. Um, so yeah, we'll, I'll be for what we're doing it's tomorrow. It's gonna be fun, dude. Can't yep. wait. Football talk is always. It's always interesting. Yep. And if maybe my schedule allows it, we might throw in another sports talk because we got a lot of stuff we can talk about baseball, basketball-wise. So, and, you know, uh, the F, F1 series was in Miami this past weekend, which was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. So, we'll, and NASCAR's been going, so we, we got a lot to talk about if we get the opportunity. Oh, yes. Um, so, we'll see what happens. But anyway, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always... Keep, Keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwitcooperinbigman. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, bigman, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 